Yo, bring it back. Here's what you've missed on the bright side. We did leave the light on, that one Belinda Carlisle, but we left the light on here at the uh, Brightside Studio at 1FM, and uh, she found her way to us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, look, come a little bit closer to the uh, mic, and we have here joining us for this next two hours, the founder of Ground Up Climbing, as well as the national coach for the Singapore Youth Climbing Team, and also currently coaching in a Singapore sports school. This lady is amazing, and obviously I think she's got 36 hours in her day, not like the rest of us. I would like to welcome on the bright side, Beatrix Chong. Hi there. Hi, everybody. Good morning. I got to say, you know, when I when I saw your profile pic, right? Of course, I was spying on you, right? You've got beautiful cheekbones. <laughs> so a lot of them look at me and they thought that I'm not Singaporean. Not Singaporean. So where do they think you're from? Mm. Just exotic, right? Yeah. But you were uh, born and bred Singaporean, right? Yes, I okay. am. Okay. So this is what I want to know. I mean, like, look at you and all that you're achieving in the area of, do I call it sport climbing? Yes, sports climbing. Ah, so how did this love affair begin with sport climbing for you? Um, okay, so I vaguely remember that it was during my last year of my poly, one of my lecture mates. Um, like ask us if we are interested to try out rock climbing and four of us went for it and three of them enjoy climbing after that okay uh, I'm the only one that didn't think that I enjoyed that much so that was your first experience of climbing yeah. and then you kind of left it alone for a while no actually I continued and the three of them left after two sessions <laughs> What happened to these enthusiastic people? It's tough, lah. I gotta say, uh, rock climbing was when I uh, first time I tried it. I was like, "Wow, there are muscles in me I didn't know existed." Because you know, after that, your body is sore, yeah. right? So, and you carried on. So, two quit, and you carried on, even though you were kind of like, mm, "Not really sure about this." And what happened after that? Okay, so I think after I started to realize that I'm not really that bad, you know, then I. Eat, breathe, and dream about climbing. Like, really? Okay, wait. I, I, I suspect, la, you know, when you were saying like, oh, you know, I realize I'm not too bad. You were probably climbing faster than other people who were going there quite regularly. And then you went like, eh, actually, uh, I'm quite good. <laughs> Tell me, that must have happened. Really, really. You know, I think when I started out, I struggled a lot because it was really tough and tiring and I didn't really like it. I thought that I've always been a very sporty person. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I'm so competitive and I didn't excel as much as I wanted it to be. So I find that, yeah, probably this isn't the spot for me. But one fine day, suddenly, you know, I just went to a climbing gym. There was just me and another guy um, trying a climbing problem. And I did better than him first time. You see? (laughs) You see? When you beat someone, uh, it's that shock feeling. The adrenaline is pumping, you know. And it's just good, like, you know, when you can look over and like, yeah, (laughs) you know. And I think on the the climbing wall, you're looking down. And then that guy is looking up at you like, oh, man. (laughs) So, and then that kind of inspired you, like, I want more. The thirst was created. Wow.
So you were mentioning that you always push yourself, right? You're always finding ways to, uh, how do I better myself and all that? You have really this very natural drive. That is amazing. And I love how you were saying that, no, I always, I always place on the podium. Always, always. <laughs> I'm very familiar with all the podiums here, overseas. <laughs> but I want to ask you this. You know, so are you still involved in competitions? Do you still take part? You know, just like, uh, I don't know. Because, you know, it must have been quite a thrill. Do you still compete? Um, I don't compete anymore. Because, Why? Because after one um, accident when I was in Vietnam competing, you know, I fell down um, and I torn my ACL. Yeah, wow. so after that, I kind of stopped because it just put me off um, from any activities for to, about two you, months. It's because yeah. you had to recover. Yeah. Wow. That and I was a having a thing. young child then. Okay. So I couldn't even take care of myself and take care of him. Oh yeah. my god! So I thought that, you know, that's the end of like competing. Okay. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's good that you take a moment because some injuries, you really need to just rest up, you know. If not, you just won't heal properly. And there's going to be a whole host of problems down the road. Um, yeah. So, but I still see that you're very much involved. And can I just ask, when did ground up climbing begin? Um, okay, so I started out actually with one of my partner as a um, coaching service company. Okay. But after like a few years, like three years later, then we kind of, I kind of like um, founded this climbing gym. It was just a takeover from a previous cl- uh, climbing gym. Yeah. And yeah, so from then I started alone. And recently I got a new. Uh, partner that came in. Ooh. Yeah, he's more of building the climbing wall in Singapore. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So I mean, what's it like running a climbing gym? That sounds like so much fun. It's like you go to work and you have fun, but you do still climb, even though just not competitively, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, it, it's not as fun as you you imagine it. Oh. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of hard work behind. I'm sure. Yeah, and like by the end of the day, you're so drained out. You don't really have energy to climb. Oh no! Well, I do hope that you know um, you still have those moments during the week. You know, just half an hour where you can indulge in your love, because I can clearly see that you have a real passion and love for just climbing in general. I mean, you're still doing it. You've brought it to the next level. You're involved in such a different way, having your own climbing gym, teaching the next generation. You are an inspiration, lady. I was asking you, uh, what do you love about your sports? And you shared with us. Yeah, so I love how the intensity that it puts my body through. Yeah, and... Um, it kind of make me more creative and think out of the box. You know what? Uh, it's really funny. She went, uh, you went on Facebook Live. You said that mm, I, I like how you know it really pushes my body and you know uh, that strain even that you feel. And you said maybe I'm psychotic. I don't think so. I think that is something that a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't say just athletes, but I think people who also do like exercising or, you know, sports just for enjoyment, the moment they feel that and they can overcome it, like their body is still responding and doing it, they're like, eh, I am superwoman or superman, you know? <laughs> so I can understand where it's coming from. I don't think it's psychotic at all. And I, I must say that, um, is it fair to say that, you know, the, the climbing community, Anywhere, but here in Singapore, it seems like a pretty tight-knit community. I mean, you know, you talk about how, yeah, you know, I enjoy hanging out with friends. What is it like, the community? 
Yeah, I think um, you know in the past there's only very few uh, female climber, so everybody just know each other. You just go in and you like oh just hang out with them and you talk in mm-hmm. isolation. It wasn't you don't feel the stress, oh. but nowadays because the the sport is growing, yeah, very popular. So you have really a lot of people inside, and everybody is just you know wanting to win. Oh, yeah. so the stressness. Eh, really? Yeah. So now, uh, what you're noticing is a little bit more stressful now because it's a lot more people. It's getting a little bit more competitive. I would say there's greater interest. That's always a good thing. Is there anything else that you've noticed? Because you've been in climbing for so long. Are there any other like trends or differences you're seeing? You know, over the years. Um, okay, so I think. Um, we you in the past we only have comp- uh, competition for the adults. Okay. Yeah. Now we are starting really young for young kids as well. Cause How I young? That, um, okay. So I started this category called Super Kids. So it's for seven to nine years old. Okay. Yeah. Cause in international, um, you are only allowed to compete at the age of ten. That's really young still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know you can't just expect to take the ten years old, train them for a few months, and then you bring them overseas and expect them to do well. Right, right. Yeah, like so, you said, it needs at least a year of yeah. training. Ah. Yeah. So I started to you know organize competition for younger kids, and I roped in a few of the climbing gyms to join me to do a leg. Yeah. That sounds really fun, and it must be it because I have now you're you're jogging my memory. You know, like we would walk to certain spaces where they have a climbing gym, and I saw these young little kids, and they're fast, man. Yeah. They are fast. I'm just like, wow. So I guess kids naturally have that innate ability, you know, to scale heights and all that. And there's this whole like, uh, you know, I uh, interior design thing where people are putting in, you know, the bouldering. What what do you call those pieces? You like yeah, climbing holes? Climbing holes is it? Yeah. They're putting it in the bedrooms of their children. So mm-hmm. there's like a little short like little climbing wall. I think that's really great because I feel like I need to train more of my muscles. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, cardio is a great thing, but I think weight training is really good and if you're using your own weight even better right yeah. ah so when do you suggest for yourself when kids should really start i know you have the super kids thing that starts seven to nine uh, can kids start younger yeah sure uh i used to have one um kids like she's two years plus no way yeah she was two years plus i didn't know you know i i thought that she was like four years old she was doing lapping she's very tall or no, like she's just Really, a small kid, but yeah, you would think that it too. What was my children? I have three boys, and two were, uh, I think they walking, maybe still not cannot feed themselves. But this kid is yeah. climbing. Yeah, she's really climbing. You know, so one day I was just curious and checked on her profile, mm-hmm. and then she just turned three. Then, <laughs> so she has already been coming for more than half a year with the father climbing on the wall so the father will just come clip her in ask her to do a few laps wow. so that he can go and climb on his own <laughs> oh my goodness okay so we're learning something new here uh, climbing can be the next uh, babysitter yeah <laughs> especially if you enjoy climbing yourself uh, get your kids in it that's amazing two years old yeah. they're starting younger and younger yeah, yeah I, 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 I think that's it lah. no chance really 
Where was I at two? I also don't know. <laughs> I'm really learning a lot about climbing. I don't know if I'll ever be able to achieve the sport climbing, uh, you know, status of things. But definitely, you are opening my eyes toward the whole sport of climbing. And uh, we had a great question coming in from Eileen Daniel on Facebook. But we're going to take it here on air. Uh, she asked about uh, cliff climbing. So I'm assuming she's talking about out there, the you know. Rock. Ah, so yeah. are you familiar with that, or do you do you handle more of the indoor rock climbing, or you do both? It's not yeah, a challenge. Yeah, I do both, but okay, mainly just the indoor. Because when I started climbing, I mold into a competi- uh, competition climber. Okay, so it was just train for competition, go overseas, compete, and come back. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I don't really um, do a lot of outdoors. Only. Like recent years, you know, I started to do a bit more outdoors. What yeah. would you say are the uh, differences between outdoor and indoor? Okay, so I feel that the outdoor climbers, um, they are okay. They the strong is very different, you know, because um, for indoor, all the holes are very obvious. You know, okay. you can see whether you can throw uh, throw to the move. Yeah, or you need to do it statically ah. but for the outdoor because everywhere is climbing like holes for you every yeah. place you can step but you just it's just not that obvious right yeah right. so you have to take time to slowly find your good holes ah. and where to step okay yeah, okay so um, I feel that the main difference is you really need to rely on your legs a lot in outdoors. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. So recently, I just came back from a climbing trip in Krabi. Yeah. yeah. Sounds so fun. I wonder if I could ever say that I just came back from a climbing trip and, and where and where. <laughs> and the thing is, when in indoor, you know, I used to shake up more on my, my hand because you get, you know, all the lactic acid. Yeah. Right. So you get very, uh, you, you get tired. But outdoor, I... I need to shake up my legs instead. <laughs> yeah, that is so cute. Okay, so those are the big differences. But I, I can imagine that you know when it is um, a natural rock face, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you even plan for it? You know, you never quite know until you're on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, where are some great places where people can they do it here in Singapore? Natural rock climbing. In the past, we have this place called Dairy Farm, but now it's closed. Ooh. Yeah, so and park restricted. Okay, and nobody can climb there. So the nearest will be in Malaysia. Okay, yeah. okay, and Villa Krabi is eh, Krabi is in Thailand. Thailand yeah. yeah. Ah. Oh, so you went to Thailand to find that friend who got you interested in uh, oh, no, climbing, no, no, no. and you <laughs> wanted to compete with him and just like you know. <laughs> Just like beat him because <laughs> no, he no, went no. to. You told me that he went. He's now based in Thailand, so you went uh, to find Chiang Mai. Him. Uh, Chi- oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> close, close. I think yeah. he was a bit nervous or so. He heard you were coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, for those who are interested in trying the outdoor sort of like climbing, we actually have to head overseas. The closest would actually be Malaysia. That is very interesting indeed. You were talking about uh, how you was it recently again that you went to India uh, and you were actually there taking a team up for competition was this the youth team that you actually coached the national youth team yes oh wow so for bright side travels you've got some actually a lot of things to share about traveling in india okay so the first thing is about applying the visa 
So because I went there uh, before, okay. also for a competition. Okay. Yeah. So this time when I applied the visa again, they asked about the previous visa details. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, is the name the same? That kind no, of thing. so you oh. have to give them the visa, I think the ID number. So please huh? keep your previous visa. Yeah. That's crazy though. Yeah. And, and what if you, you know, like, you just lost it because you know sometimes we don't keep it and it, maybe we never thought we would travel in again and it might be 10 years down the road or something I don't know then they won't let you in is it they're like oh no okay. I don't know because they ask a lot of questions so okay. they ask your parents details like your mom's <laughs> name your dad and then your spouse and everything you do like uh, really comprehensive pages of yes pages of questions so you would say that um, the tip with the visa is really have all the inf- information on hand yes um, if you are planning to go to India it's your first time it's fine they don't yeah. have they won't ask you about your previous yes. visa but from here on keep that have yeah. a copy of it right yeah and it almost feels like they're asking your parent details. It's like a matchmaking. Yeah. The the, the first time when I saw it, I was like, oh huh? my goodness. <laughs> I don't plan to stay there forever. Why are they asking me all these details? And you yeah. said pages. Yeah. So it's pages. really like taking an exam. Lah. Yes. So you would recommend, do you have to do the visa before you enter, right? So yeah. give yourself some time to get it approved in case mm-hmm. like you miss out on any information. You got to come back again, right? Mm-hmm. So um, how long was that whole process, you know, applying for the visa for yourself? Uh, okay, so I have to apply and then save, exit and then, you know. Oh, do it online. Yes. Ah. And then I, because some of the information is not on hand. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, right. So what other information? do you really need on hand? I mean, just a, a quick list that like what really caught you like, oh, I, I didn't know I would need that. Uh, your employer like huh? deals as well. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you're like, I am the employer. <laughs> yeah. I am the boss. Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And any other tips when it comes to, so the visa, understand the process. Mm. It's definitely going to take time. Don't leave it to the last minute. Make sure yes. you have all the information on hand and keep the details of all your visas. Just the, the, the last one. Oh, the previous one. Yeah, okay. Previous one. Uh, so if you keep traveling, then you just, you can yeah. just keep the previous one. Okay. Yeah. Any other tips with that? Traveling into India? Okay, so I think mainly it's the culture different. Like the food um, in Singapore, <laughs> when you see vegetable, yeah. you really can see vegetables okay. and you can tell what vegetables you're eating. Right, right, right. And then over there, like everything is mashed up and it's in gravy. Ah. So you don't really know what you're eating. So in case like maybe you don't really like certain kind of vegetables, it's going to be hard for you to decide what it is. Yeah, but they taste good. Oh, they all t- then okay lah. Yeah, it's okay. okay it's la. fine. But it's just that because I'm bringing a group of students for competition. Yeah. And they are really young. They don't take spicy food. Uh-huh. So no matter how we ask, do you, uh, is it spicy? They say, oh, it's not spicy. But it turned out a little bit spicy. Like <laughs> because too I think spicy for to the them, uh, it's not spicy lah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a walk in the park for them. Mm. So... How did your kids fare, you know? And they're there for competition. They're eating spicy food. What if they get a, I don't know, a tummy ache or something? Yeah, so I think um, because we are there not for holiday, mm-hmm. so you cannot really go around and explore different kind of food. <laughs> um, and when you go to a proper restaurant, you eat and they don't fall sick. We just spend all our days eating there. Just to play it safe, right? Yeah. Because I can't imagine scaling a wall with like, you know, having diarrhea or the yeah. runs. Okay, like if you have diarrhea and it runs, it's more the person below, right? <laughs>
Genesis with I Can't Dance. I think what happened here, right, is that he just came off the rock wall. <laughs> so the legs tired. Uh. <laughs> so he said, uh, I can't walk. I can't dance. Yeah, he just finished climbing. Yeah, that's why I like that. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to the Bright Side. Very good morning to everyone and also to our sports guest joining us on the show for today. Beatrice Chong, the founder of Ground Up Climbing as well as the national coach of the uh, national team, the climbing, the youth climbing team in Singapore as well as an instructor over at the Singapore Sports School. And uh, we're sharing with her about a recent travel. This was in early December, so very, very recent. Yeah. You literally just came back yeah and then you came on the show <laughs> and uh you had brought the team the youth team up to compete in uh, a sports competition a sports climbing competition in india right and uh, you've got some really great tips to share because i think uh, a lot of people might think about going to india but they've never been and it's really good to get you know those who have experienced it what do you have to share next okay so for the credit card you know we always thought that you know, you just go anywhere with your credit card. You can pay with it. Yeah, yeah. But um, apparently, only the international brand um, accept the international credit card. Oh, yeah. So, so when you are eating, like, say, a local restaurant and all that, the card won't go through. Yeah, it doesn't go through, you know. Uh-huh. Then we don't have enough cash. So end up, you know, we, we try all options. Lucky they accept Alipay or Google Pay. So that would be uh, one thing that you want to do before you go on your trip to India. Set up a Google Pay, set up an Alipay. I mean, because those are also safe ways for the yes. transaction to happen, right? Yes. And, and like you say, sometimes, if you know, you might not have enough cash and it wouldn't be good to carry around so much cash as well and if you change money there you're not quite sure if you're getting a good deal right okay that's really really good advice um, you were also sharing about uh, I was <laughs> laughing at the fact because I told you that oh I would love to go to India and the dream trip would be to go there to attend a full-blown Indian wedding because they know how to party when it comes to an Indian wedding and I just want to get swept up you know and all the dancing wear my saris and all that and you actually experience something yeah, so like there's one night about 1 a.m. Suddenly there's like all this loud noise coming. Oh. And I was like searching outside the window. I couldn't see anything. It went on for very, very long. Really? And then the sounds get intensified oh. until, you know, a moment when I look out. There, there's this uh, procession that's going on. Okay. It looks like a wedding procession because right. they have like the wedding cars and everything. And then there are people dancing. And you have fireworks as well at 1 a.m. Yeah. Wow, you see, this is what I mean. They really know how to take that wedding celebration <laughs> to the next, next, next level. So did you go down and partake in the celebrations? Because, uh, you know, they're really, really warm people, very hospitable as well. And, you know, when they're celebrating, they actually welcome people to come and join in sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But because we are there for competition. Oh. Yeah. Yes, that's right, it sorry. was a three days full on competition and ah. because all of our athletes went, uh, make it to the finals oh wow yeah so we have to be at the comp venue for three full days but my goodness so at 1am you guys were not getting any sleep huh <laughs> probably just me Oh, just <laughs> the kids were already asleep. Oh, I forgot about. See, this is why I cannot be a competitive uh, climber. I go overseas for like you know competition. I'll be like, eh, they have a wedding party. Let's go. <laughs> so that's really really cool. Uh, I'm gonna ask you more about this uh, competition that your kiddos uh, took part in, and. Uh, 
Can you share with us in just a bit the powerhouses when it comes to competitive climbers? Which countries should we look out for? Singapore, one of them? Never mind. Find out later. I'm joined with the founder of the Ground Up Climbing, uh, as well as the national coach of the National Youth Climbing Team in Singapore, Beatrix Chong, as well as an instructor over at the Singapore Sports School. And uh, we're talking about her trip recently. It's really, really re- recent at the start of December uh, to India. Were you in like the main, like maybe the capital? Which part of India were you in? Because right now, you know, we just had the news bulletin about how polluted the air is. It's like toxic smog and everything. Did you experience any of that while you were there? Okay, so I was at Janshipo. I think it's six hours drive from Kalkuta. Okay, yeah. so you were more on the outskirts. It yes. wasn't so bad. Yes, it wasn't uh, that bad. But you did you did experience it? Um, I think the first few days was fine. Okay. Then towards the end of our trip, then we realized that you know it looks like a little bit more hazy. But ah. by then we are already heading our way to airport. So you really were fortunately going to escape the whole thing because yeah. I can't imagine how it would have been like, you know, um, when you're competing and you're taking in all that air. I mean, it's really going to affect everyone's health as well and also the performance, right, at the competition. Yeah. But you guys did really well at this competition. Thank what you. was the uh, medal tally? Okay, so we have one gold, two silver, and one bronze. Oh my goodness, congratulations. Like roughly how many events are there at this competition? Okay, so it was a full-on for them. So they have to do speed, boulder, and high wall. Oh. Yeah, and we have uh, youth C and youth D as well. That's a lot of events. So no yeah. wonder it was like three full days. And because yes. you all made it to the finals, it's an yeah. additional day of comp- competing, right? Yeah. Ah, So can I ask, um, this was more like a regional competition or is it international? So it was for Asia. It, it's called Asia Kids Championship. Oh, so fun. 11 countries took part. And, and uh, what were the some of the competitors? Which countries did they come from? Um, some from Kazakhstan, Ooh. Iranian, and then you have the Koreans. Um, you have Indonesian, of okay. course, India. Okay, yes, yeah, yes. The host country, and then um, yeah, Singapore, and you have uh, Malaysia as well. Oh wow! Yeah. And who are the powerhouses? You know, in terms of like competitive climbing teams from Asia, who are the ones to really look out for that you guys look out for? Okay, so actually. The Japanese and the Koreans are not only ruling the Asia, they are like the top in the world. Is that so? Yeah. That's quite interesting because they don't really have a history of right yeah. uh, climbing, yes. um, but they are excelling in it. Yes, so okay. they are the top of the world. So when you go for a competition in Asia, you have people from Korea and Japanese, you are actually as good as like competing the whole world. Wow. So they are the ones to look out for. So were they there at the competition? The Koreans were there, there, right? Yeah. The Japanese? The Japanese, uh, unfortunately, they don't really send competitors like like for youths. C and D for international competition. Ah, it's more of the adults. Uh, From youth B onwards. Oh, youth B. Okay, okay. So, ah, that's why you all can like come in and then steal some medals, is it? But it was really hard for them as well (laughs) because they have to compete with the Koreans. And how did the Koreans do at this competition? Uh, Were they the overall like top team? Yeah, so Ah. they sweep almost every podium. Really? Yeah. Okay, never mind. But you got two goals. 
One, one, gold, one gold, two, gold, silver, two silvers, and one bronze. I think you know what that is. I give you claps. I give you claps. <laughs> well done to the team as well. And can you just share, like, how did uh, the team feel? You know, all these young competitors. Some of them was it their first time for an overseas competition? Actually, it's uh, it's first time for all of them. Oh wow! Yeah. So I think they didn't really expect a lot, but they put in a lot of hard work. Okay. Like towards the end of the uh, towards uh, nearing the competition. We actually have to double up the sessions to like two sessions per day. Oh wow! Yeah, and everybody is like losing skin. Oh, they want to push so hard, and they were crying on the wall because of oh gosh. Yeah. But they wanted to. They were very very driven. I mean, yes. from what you're telling me, yeah. you know what? I think that all the hard work, the loss of skin, yeah. has definitely paid off. I mean, <laughs> congratulations to the team. Well done. It's their first time competing overseas. Oh, Amazing, amazing! And you were saying that you traveled up with all the parents of the young competitors, and the kids were eating the safe stuff because you didn't want anything sort of like giving them upset tummies. Mm-hmm. But you were saying that, yeah, but you know, us and all the adults, the parents, mm-hmm. we had a feast every day. Yeah. <laughs> so every day we were just feasting, you know, all the different foods every day from the uh, the the menu, you Ooh. know, trying different different stuff. Any favorites? One that you like. Okay, if you go to India, you got to try this dish. Okay, so they they have this dish called Manchurian. It's a vegetable. It looks like a meatball. Oh, and it tastes it tastes good. You just don't know what is it made like. Of. It's even meaty. Like it's got good texture and all that. Yeah. So they, oh, and do they serve it like with a sauce or is yeah. it like everything is with sauce? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I love me you know eating with naans and like you know the the prata or anything. So chapati or whatever. So I welcome the sauce. And we're about to uh, wrap things up on the show for today. I have with me the founder of Ground Up Climbing, also the national coach of the National Youth Climbing Team in Singapore, as well as an instructor over at the Singapore Sports School, Beatrix Chong. Thank you so much for joining us over the last two hours. Thank it was you for such, inviting me. It was a great, great chat. And before we go, we'd like to share with you, you know, a great saying. And for today, it comes from you, Beatrix. What do you have for us? Okay, like I said that, you know, in climbing, you need to have a few plans. So if plan A fails, don't worry, there's still 25 more letters in the alphabet. (laughs) Very, very true. I love that one. So Brightsiders, take that advice and go forward and conquer your day. Last week of uh, the year 2024, can I just ask you really quickly, have you anything planned for the new year for yourself, for the climbing gym, for your team or for the climbing community in general that we can look forward to? Um, for me, my vision is to make sure that I build an army of, oh, you know, yeah, army, yeah, army wow, of strong serious. young climbers. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I I don't want it to be just a particular one or two elites. Sure. But I want a big group of strong climber so that is my vision and my goal for 2024 all right all the best with that endeavor and once again thank you so much for joining us here on the bright side the bright side with carol lavinia and shazad every weekday morning 6 to 10 a.m on 1 fm 91.3